Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How's it going? Uh, it's going good, like you, I'm suffering from this um, random spin wheel that is the weather. Mm. Um, you're over in the UK, I'm over here in the US, and yet we're getting uh, snow in March, which mm. makes no sense. Yeah, it was very weird to, to see that. Um, so yeah, the weather is the weather. Um... Just a note on last week, uh, we did a cool skip a week. Um, there are two reasons as to why. Uh, one of which I just kind of fancied having a week off from the podcast. Not because I got sick of making it, I just, you know, we're humans. Now and again, you just need uh, even a break from something that you enjoy doing. So it's simply that. I wasn't ill, there wasn't any technical problems or anything else like that. Um, and also, because I don't know about you, but for me, when it gets the sort of Thursday, Friday-ish, and I'm thinking about when we're going to do the podcast, um, there wasn't a whole lot of news that came out last week. So, because what I, what I kind of like to do with this is, because I write down three topics in the title, and usually one of them I would consider sort of the main topic, or you can have more than one main topic. Uh, if you've got a few big things going on. But like one sort of big main topic and then some other things that are still interesting but not as big. But then what I do, because when I'm choosing the uh, image for the episode, I choose that specific thing for the um, uh, for the podcast. So it's like that image and then that sort of stuff. But n- nothing was... Re- there was a few like little things to talk about last week, but um, I kind of was looking around. I was like, there's nothing really big going on. And I was like, huh, maybe we can just kind of... Just... Uh, rest our vocals I suppose for for a week but we're back this week anyway and uh, we have a fair bit to talk about which kind of makes up from last week so um before we get to all the news and stuff what have you what have you what have you been playing yeah I'm in the same boat as you I don't seem to be able to form words today um mm. so Wo Long which is a uh, variant ish style um Dark Souls game came out on Game Pass. Um I've talked about in the past how I don't generally play them, but since it was on Game Pass, I thought I'd give it a try. Visuals beautiful, um instructions need way more how to in-game instructions for that. And at the end of the day, it's it's a nice game, but it's not my style of gameplay. Hmm. If it wasn't for the bosses, I'd probably, you know, try to push through it, but I don't have the reflexes or the skill set to do 57 dodge to do one little poke attack. That's not my that's not my brain set. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. I I find sometimes with the um, you can use Returnal for the example for this as mm-hmm. well. I what would be a very simple tweak and a game changer is if um, I'll use the Tower Knight for example the Tower Knight's the furthest that I got in Demon Souls brilliant game, really really enjoyed it mechanically very smooth, great haptic feedback, really great in terms of its remake qualities and gameplay was great and like really cool world controls were really good so really really good overall but um, and hopefully a game will come out one day that will change the rule of this. And I get that it's supposed to be, okay, you work your way up through the world to the boss and then you beat the boss. Or you don't. But if you don't, you start back at your nearest quote-unquote checkpoint. I I don't see why not in those types of games. Like, let's say I get to the Tower Knight and I've got a certain amount of, like, I don't know, 10 health uh, healing things and I've got my sword or whatever, right? Why can't you save that as a checkpoint and just let me do the boss over and over again? And if it's a case where I realise, okay, I haven't quite got enough health stuff or whatever, give me the option to either walk away 
or continue from there like i that would be because if, if that let's say that was hypothetically patched into demon souls and it was okay the boss works as a checkpoint um i would probably go back and try and play it again because it, it was a really really great game same thing with returnal like when i got to the first i can't remember the name of it the first boss and it makes you play through the bit before again and it's just that extra 20 to 30 minutes each time um but yeah, if, if if a game was out there, maybe there already is one that I don't know about, that kind of had, okay, the boss is your checkpoint instead of the um, resting points, whatever they're called. Um, Elden Ring was interesting because that kind of didn't really do the exact same thing, but it didn't reset you back at your resting place every time. But that's still a, a difficult game anyway. So yeah, um, what would you say the game was called again? Uh, Wo Long. Wo Long. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, very uh, Asian heavy themed with everything. Cool. Um, I didn't get too far into it. I, I knocked through a few enemies, got smacked down from a monster, uh, went back a different path, got to a boss fight, and then just got my face stomped in. Mm. And it just, it, it, it's not my style of game, and I'm not knocking the game. Um, for long time listeners of the podcast know that. That I will always be honest. If it's the game, I'll say it's the game. If it's me, I'll say it's me, and this is 100% me. I just, mm-hmm. the way the game plays is not conductive to how I play a game. So, um, yep. then I was looking on Game Pass, and I saw this odd kind of looking game called Match and Blade. And it's a weird hybrid of a roguelike and a match three. But instead of like matching three colors or matching three jewels or whatever, it's all D&D style classes. So you match three farmers and that turns into a blacksmith. You match three blacksmiths that turns into a soldier and so on and so forth. And then when you run out of turns for dropping characters down, you go through a dungeon crawl. Um, and it makes for actually an interesting style of strategy because you need bodies on the floor, um, but you can't get stronger fighters until you match them, but then when you match them, you're reducing your numbers, so it becomes a weird little balancing act of, do I match these three to upgrade to the next character, taking two characters out of play, or do I leave it alone so that there's more bodies to fight the next wave of monsters? Hmm. Yeah. Graphically, it's very simple. It's a uh, 8-bit stylish. Um, okay, you know, graphically-wise, I mean, you've talked about that before, it's not super into the graphics. It's not trying to hard to be super into the graphics. It's just a very fun, casual, I'm going to play this for five minutes. Why is it five hours now? Um, and you get coins for beating the monsters, which you can do to upgrade the various things to make the future battles easier. Thus the roguelike part of it. Um, but it's a, it's a fun game. If you want to just like have a little decompressed, chill, not have to stress out, 25 30 minute game session before you go on to something else i'd recommend it plus it's on game pass so if you have a game pass subscription you can try it out for free and i don't think it's that expensive i think it's one of those like 20 30 dollar games cool nice uh so that's what robert's been playing this week or i guess last two weeks um for me i'm still playing hogwarts legacy i'll probably be playing it for another 10 years because this game is just absolutely enormous <laughs> um I, I decided to take a bit of a break from the side quest stuff and push on a bit more story because therefore I can unlock other things, which is what I actually managed to do. Um, 
it was interesting yesterday because I went into this cave for a particular quest. It's quite a spoilery heavy quest, so I won't talk about it here. Um, and ended up doing a bit of swimming in this particular cave. And I've been in the water before in the game, but most of the time when I'm traversing, I'm either walking or on the broomstick. Um, and I started swimming like a bit more than I had before. And um, as I always mentioned with haptic feedback and stuff, it felt like that is this doesn't sound like a good thing, but it was an interesting it, it felt like there was water in the controller and that from left to right as my character was, you know, left uh, left stroke, right stroke, whatever it would be with, with your arms as you're swimming, that it was um like the left and the right side were like left, then right, then left, then right. And it was it's so weird how okay, I know there isn't water in the controller, obviously that would break it um but how how you can be able to tune vibrations into different things like where i i think i i, I touched upon it briefly uh last week or, or it would have been a week before i suppose um about when i'm on the broomstick and it i actually noticed like a new thing with it as well when you're out in the world and you're on the broomstick and you're flying through the world um and you feel like a gush of wind through the controller but you know there isn't wind in the controller but it feels like there is and why i actually found interestingly with that is if you go to an actual area that's more windy than other areas which is a thing you will have like different frequencies of wind and there's actually a couple of little areas which are sli surprisingly slightly harder to fly through because of how the wind is pushing you a, a bit more and the controller will sort of pick that up. It's, it's uh, yeah, really, really quite something. But those are two sort of new things I, I uh, picked up upon. Um, still doing loads of things with my room of requirement. I, in fact, uploaded a little clip uh, to the YouTube channel, Entertainment Talk Plays, uh, just on, on an update for that. Um, yeah, got like a new room and, and that type of stuff. So that was really cool. Uh, pushing the story forward a little bit more as well. Um, that continues to pick up a little bit. So, no, overall I'm having a really really good time with it it just like i don't know i set out sort of two to three hours and it just goes like a click you know it, yeah, it, it's it, one of those games that would just really suck you in from what i've heard oh yeah um, yeah like i've said before i'm not really into that um uh ip so i never got around to buying it if i see it on like a crazy sale like if it's on steam for like 20 bucks or something i'll probably pick it up I'll, i'd try it for that I, I wouldn't try it for like the 60 or whatever mm-hmm yeah, so um, the only thing I'm having a little bit of trouble with, and I don't know if I haven't worked out yet if this is a me problem or a game problem, because there are options within the game, and I don't know if I've quite chosen the right ones, um, is because certain spells are more and less effective against certain enemies. For example, if you're fighting against the spiders and the slightly bigger spiders that come along, you can't use any of the push or the pull spells because the spiders are too big and they weigh too much um whereas if you're fighting like humans or smaller spiders or things like that you can do that because i've noticed with the spiders they're they're the enemies that are sort of most effective uh, most affected sorry by fire so i get all my fire spells out but then what that requires me to do is go into my main um spell set and change all my spells and then remember to change them back However, I've unlocked the ability to, because basically you press, you press and hold R2 and it's got, you know, the four action buttons as different commands. And I've got four sets of those. 
so I maybe I maybe need to have like I think I need to have two different types of like one for lighter enemies and one for heavier enemies maybe but then what I have to remember to do which I'm not used to doing yet in combat is switch between two different uh, it's not too awkward I just haven't taught myself how to do it yet so I, I think that is more of a me problem than a game problem um, but that's something I've just I've just like tried to adjust to a bit more of like he heavy enemies and and lighter sort of enemies so but no I'm enjoying it a lot it just there's a lot of it to do and it takes a lot of time and even when you have a lot of time the time flies past and you get distracted by stuff and uh, but that's that's a good thing I suppose um, all right let's uh, jump into some housekeeping and then into some news where we'll be bringing up Hogwarts Legacy again for sales uh, but let's take a break do some housekeeping we'll come back and we will continue see you in a minute Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk e-t-a-l-k-u-k you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscapes quality thanks very much to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with kualu you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to kualu to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if, you, if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we've got another United cast episode uh, from yesterday's win against Real Betis. It is the first of the second leg games. Uh, basically, it means we have to play them twice because 
rules. Uh, and there's also no more away goals rule in this because somebody makes the rules and it's not me. Um, but 4-1 win, uh, we should be through to the next round of the Europa League uh, unless Real Betis can beat us by four goals, which who knows, anything can happen in football. But um, there's that one. Uh, well, The Last of Us is still ongoing. Well, for The Last of Us TV show, we're still covering it, of course. Season 1, Episode 8 is the newest one. Uh, we have done the podcast for Season 1, Episode 9, but I can't release it yet because I can't break my... Well, I can break the, uh, break the embargo, but I'm not going to. Um, so we've we've watched Episode 9 and recorded the podcast, but you will see that on Sunday. But I shall say no more about that. Um, just saying we've, we've been doing it uh, this season, luckily, through the screeners. Um how that works is you get the episode a few days early, you record the podcast early, and then as soon as the episode finishes, you can release it. So uh, look out for that last podcast on Sunday. However, the week after next, depending on how time works, um, we will be trying to do a um, season one sort of feedback episode because we've seen episode nine. Obviously, we didn't have any episode nine feedback because the public hasn't seen it. We're going to do like a big catch up episode of, of feedback and all that kind of stuff. So just uh, keep your eyes peeled over on there. Um, there's also the other United Cast episode. Of course, most people seem to be aware of what's happened is that we lost 7-0 away to Liverpool. Um, did you see this result? And if so, what did you think if you saw it? For uh, for the Liverpool result? Yeah, I saw the results. I thought it was a typo. Oh, right. No, no. Uh, Just because... You don't see many no games typo. that score seven goals combined, mm. much less one team, much less that's what they lose by. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I think, a freak result, freak accident, if you want to call it that. Um, so, yeah, I still can't properly explain it. Nobody really can, but you have to move on. So, yes, that is the real scoreline. And uh, I guess if you want to see what happened, the highlights are on YouTube. So, there you go. Uh, over on the other United Cast episode, we also beat West Ham by three goals to one. We're now in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, so another chance at another trophy. Um, I also did a special podcast recently. It's called Thank You PlayStation Access. Um, basically, just the case that I really, really enjoyed their content a lot and watched a lot of it and just wanted to uh, say thank you to PlayStation Access. There's no other sort of thing going on with that. I just really like the crew of people. And I wanted to tell them that I was uh, grateful for their work. So that was nice to do. And I got a few replies, which was nice as well. So, uh, yeah, there we go. I mentioned PlayStation Access a few times, both on here and on other bits and pieces as well. So, yeah, they are a YouTube channel. You can go and find them. I don't think they're on Twitch, but uh, you can go and find them on uh, YouTube, PlayStation Access, if you also want to check out that content as well. I don't need to explain what it is about because it's called PlayStation Access. So uh, there you go. Uh, over on Analyzing Television, I did two episodes recently. One was episode 22, which was talking about old TV shows, representation, and diversity. Uh, there's been a lot of comments, not just from online people, but from showrunners and actors and directors about how old shows do or don't hold up in terms of today's, you know, uh, social standards and, and things like that, and what we can, can and can't do about that particular situation. Um, so I, I delved into that, so that was interesting to do. I also did another one of those episodes, and this one was called Dear Netflix, Please Stop. Uh, it's basically a recap of all the bad decisions that they've made uh, over the last portion of time, and just doing sort of a recap, but particularly focusing on their reason for cancelling or not continuing with Mindhunter. So talked about all of that. Um, did a short podcast, which is called a DC Film Reviews Update, so talked about that as well. 
And that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. All right, let's get into some news. Uh, speaking of Hogwarts Legacy, we have some sales um, updates. Some sales information includes sales of uh, other games as well. Um, and then we have some uh, cancelled Lego games to talk about. So I'm just going to read through all of this and then we'll take it from there. Hogwarts Legacy uh, launch sales outshine everything in Europe except FIFA. Because, you know, FIFA's a juggernaut still. Um... Your says here, you're probably getting a bit tired of hearing about it now, but in case you hadn't noticed, Hogwarts Legacy is a hit. Launching, a mu- launching about a month ago on PS5, the RPG has been selling by the bucket load in the UK, and as it turns out, the same goes for Europe as a, as a whole. Uh, according to a new report from GamesIndustry.biz, it's had the biggest launch for a game, sorry, the biggest launch for a game without FIFA in its name since the European charts began in 2017, so six years ago. Um, yes, it's had a better launch uh, period than Elden Ring, Red Dead Redemption 2, and perhaps most surprisingly, every Call of Duty of the last six years. I think that's the big numbers here that really stand out. According to digital sales, physical and media, uh, physical and digital combined, um, the game is the fifth best-selling title of the last 12 months, and it's only had three weeks on the market. When you consider the recent, uh, recently delayed last-gen version of the game, which is still yet to come, so the PS4 and Xbox One version, and I think Switch as well. Uh, we expect Hogwarts Legacy to easily be one of 2023's top sellers. Um, also interesting is the resurgence of the Last of Us games, which have been seen huge spikes in sales off the back of its nearly finished TV show, because obviously Season 1 is drawing to a close. Uh, Last of Us Remastered and Last of Us Part 2 are both back in the top 20 um european top 20 uh with a sales leap of 285 percent and 315 percent retrospectively in terms of hardware uh, we've already seen ps5 sales skyrocket in the uk and again that's true for the continent as a whole units sales are up by five times over february um of last year thanks to a big um Sony's big push to get more ps5s in stores so people can actually buy them then it says here Here's the top 20 in full combined physical and digital sales. I'll read this from the bottom up so that you get the lowest up to the top. Um, Minecraft Nintendo Switch Edition, GT7, uh, that might have gotten a bump because of the VR uh, free upgrade. Civ 6, WWE 2K22, Last of Us Remastered, which is the PS4 version of Last of Us 1. Switch Sports. Don't know who's buying that game. Uh, it takes two Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dead Space. Uh, I don't know if that's the PS3 version or I, I'm I'm gonna guess that's the new remaster or remake that came out. That's what makes sense. Uh, Borderlands 3, Mario Kart 8, Atomic Heart, which is that game that recently came out. God of War Ragnarok, Last of Us Part 2, Red Dead Redemption 2, NBA 23, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. That's I assume the 2022 version of the game. Grand Theft Auto 5, still Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh, FIFA 23, and at the top, Hogwarts Legacy. Um, and that's the end of the notes I've got for that. Okay. Yeah, the numbers that I saw at uh, worldwide revenue at already over $850 million 
uh, U.S. dollars total. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so in terms of this here, this is very, very good for the health of the game, the health of the studio. Uh, of course, if they want to. I don't know how the game ends or if there's multiple endings or if they want to do a sequel. or I, I don't know. Um, or if they just want to make another game within the same universe. It doesn't have to be there's a sequel. There's already hints of the rumors yeah. of a sequel coming out. Yeah, uh, but if they wanted to do, if the same studio wanted to do something else, this is very healthy for that. There's a kind of a bit of a. I'm not, I'm not going to delve into it again on the on the J.K. Rowling side of things because we we've talked about that to death. There is a small caveat to this that obviously we know about the situ we know about the situation, right? I don't need to go through all that again. There were a number of people I saw online, uh, whether it was through YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, that were like, "Oh, I stand." This is what they were saying, not not what I'm saying. It's what they were saying that they like, you know, they stand with J.K. Rowling and they want to piss off trans people and this kind of stuff. And they're gonna go and buy like three versions of the deluxe version of the get, like the most expensive version. They're gonna buy it like three times, not because they have the intention to play the game, but because they wanna, you know, piss people off. Um, at, at the end of the day, it's your money that you're that you're spending. If you want to spend, I assume that's quite a lot of money. I don't know how much the deluxe version of the game is. I think that might like be like eighty or ninety US yeah, dollars. Yeah, that's 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 a lot of money to just throw at something like that. But if that's what you're going to do, then that's 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 your money. So, um, so there are there is some of that going around, which might have boosted some of this. Um, and you can't really, like, I can't think of a recent <clears throat> example that's in the same situation as this. I know there was a few little bubblings of rumors of like discontent with Atomic Heart, but I've, I've not seen much on that since. We, we last spoke because uh, it was to do with the Russian thing or whatever it was but yeah. that that didn't create nearly the same discourse that the situation with Hogwarts Legacy did I, I didn't nearly see the same amount of conversation about it um, I think this game in general deserves that amount of sales because I like what the studio has done at least so far with the game you know I did I could play another 10 hours and something really disappointing happens or something but um, let's not forget that you know you put the JK Rowling situation aside that this is a team of devs, um, which did not include her, which did work on this game very, very hard uh, for a number of years. I mean, uh, the mammoth that is this game in terms of what is in it, how much is in it, how big it is, it probably takes longer than what we'd expect um, to, to make. I remember, um, what was it, like five, six years ago or something, we had that like leaked sort of um, footage of the game. And I I think at the time I remember saying, like, oh, I believe this is... this." It was like the leaked gameplay or the leaked trailer or stuff. They were probably working on it two or three years maybe before that even. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's been a long, long time. And all, all I'm basically saying is for a team that's made a game that I enjoy, um, this is good for that. But there is the caveat side to it, which is people wanting to annoy other people by spending a not necessary amount of money to buy this game so that J.K. Rowling gets supported more, which is what they, which is what these individuals have chosen to do. I don't, I don't know how many people have actually done that, but um, yeah, if you want to buy, if you want to spend probably close to two hundred pound or whatever it would be to do that, then that's that's you, I suppose. Um, so yeah, uh, but also what you're doing as well is giving more money to the developers, which just helps the studio. So there's that side of it as well. Um, but we've 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 talked about all that already. Um, 
what do you think of uh, yeah? What do you think of the sales situation here and how it's kind of well, apparently beating everything really. Well, in terms of sales, people saying, "Oh, I'm going to be buy three copies of that because of X." I chalk that up to about forty percent hyperbole, fifty-five percent trolling, and then five percent who actually might do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as part True. two, we don't know how much of that sales actually benefits jk rowling we don't know if she got paid a flat fee for the ip mm. or if it worked like some sales percentage into it or milestones and benchmarks and we're never going to know that unless somebody leaks the contract um right we're never going to know how Which much they'll get sales. themselves in trouble for doing that because that's probably yeah. nda of some kind yeah yeah that that is kind of ultimately what... that is relatively harmless i have way more issue with the people that have been hate rating people that are streaming the game and bullying them to where they are actually quitting Twitch because of all the hate that they're getting from the tolerant people that you know are not on JK's side. Somebody actually set up a website called Are They Streaming That Wizard Game to where you can search Twitch by username and see if they've streamed it or not expressly for the purpose of organizing bullying against streamers Hmm. that i have a major issue with yeah yeah um because i i kind of wondered uh same thing that you just mentioned okay the game is 60 dollars if someone's if a singular person spends or if there's a singular purchase of 60 dollars does she get five ten two eight of 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 that or is it just if our game makes let's say 10 million you get 1.5 1.5 or, or or something uh, and like yeah. you said we'll never know those those particular numbers so because, the only people that i know i'm sorry go ahead because if you right let's say for example you buy this game on playstation obviously microsoft doesn't get any of that money because you bought it on the playstation store sony's got to get money um the developers have got to get money uh which there are a, a load of those um again for the size of this game there's probably like you know obviously there's like marketing teams there's, there's a lot of people involved so i do kind of wonder okay again 60 dollars or if it's the case that it's not just based on a, a 60 dollar purchase if it's sort of hey once we reach this milestone you get such and such again we don't know these numbers but um yeah it, it is interesting like and you've got like voice actors that are in this game and all, all these other different kinds of people um and like who gets sort of what split of, of what money. So that's uh, interesting to me as yeah. well. What were you going to say? Uh, all, all I was going to say is the only people that I know of for sure that have bought multiple copies are reviewers that I follow on YouTube. And the only reason why they buy multiple copies is that if they get a review code early, they buy either one or two or however many they pledge to give away to their fan base. So it doesn't look like they're being paid to give a game a good review. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember Don't that, they whole... also do giveaways as well. That's the like because they they buy three copies or whatever, they get the code yeah. for free, and then they do like, hey, if you put a comment in the video, I'll pick you at random or what. Like they do that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, and, that, and so. that's why I had five percent of people that are actually doing that because I do know of people that have done that. But they do that for every game that they get an early review copy for. Mm. Um, if they don't get a review copy, then they buy it and they review it. But it, they bought it, and their whole position is. I'm not getting paid to review the game and give it a good review. I've spent money to buy the game. I just happened to get my copy earlier than most people mm. so that I could review it. Yeah, yeah. Just a general question I want to throw out there. Okay, so let's say you are somebody who's 
for whatever reason you've chosen to, you, um, well, for the reason that we know, if you choose, okay, I'm going to buy three deluxe versions of this game, obviously you'd have to do that physical unless you've got three different PSN accounts, so you're going to spend £80 three times so that you upset trans people, but then trans people might not individually know that you individually have done that. Mm -hmm. Aside from if you choose to want to upset trans people by buying a game three times, other than that, because unless a trans person actually knows that you have done that, <laughs> um, how else does it benefit you to spend that much money? It it, it doesn't. Um, you say that, but I've seen people buy the dumbest shit. Not for spite or not for things like that, but just... The things people spend money on will always mystify me. That's the only thing right. that I'm still surprised about life is that I'm still surprised that people spend money on it. Like <laughs> you're kind of, you know, you're fairly young, um, but collecting has always been a thing. But I have a, my aunt, my mom's best friend has a bottle of Elvis sweat. Elvis bottled and sold his sweat. That's why the whole gamer girl bathwater or the jar of farts never really phased me that much outside of the dollar amount people were spending on it uh, because Elvis was selling his sweat in the 70s. Hmm. Um, do I think it's utterly stupid to spend $1,000 on a jar of farts? Yes. Is it absolutely ridiculous? Yes. Um, but I've given up on trying to understand people anymore, so I just hmm. I roll with it. Yeah. Um, I saw a thing the other day, some streamer was complaining about, quote, not feeling safe, which I'm calling about 80% bullshit on that anyway. Somebody sent her a uh, bug out box that included a taser, uh, untraceable cell phone, and 70 grand in cash. She opened it on stream. She showed 70 grand in cash. Some rando follower of hers sent her 70 grand in cash. Is it that hard to believe somebody's going to spend three buy three copies of a video game now mm, yeah but i'm saying with that specific thing um i mean you can only play one copy of the game unless you like i don't know you play the three different physical versions three times and you do like you choose three different houses yeah but... i can yeah i could gift i i have purchased games as gifts for people that um i'm friends with on steam mm. it takes all of five seconds to do yeah. So yeah. they might have bought three copies and then just sent two to their friends. Hmm. Anyway, let's move on from this. Uh, let's go to cancelled Lego games, um, which uh, there's there were some reports about this week. Uh, several Lego, sorry, several Lego game projects have reportedly been cancelled, um, quietly cancelled at TT Games, according to a new report. Uh, Nintendo Life, I did see this from lots of other sources as well. Uh, claims that um, projects include Lego Guardians of the Galaxy, a Lego Disney title, as well as a Lego MOBA port of uh, Lego Worlds. Um, a non-Lego shooter featuring Warner Brothers characters such as Rick and Morty and the DC Universe's Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman has also been cancelled, it's claimed. VGC, Video Game Chronicle, who are very good by the way, uh, has reached out to Warner Brothers for a comment. Um, according to the publication Project Marley, one of the alleged cancelled games was set to, this, this disappoints me personally, uh, was set to feature characters from Disney's biggest animated uh, properties including Frozen, The Muppets, Toy Story, Winnie the Pooh, Nightmare Before Christmas and more. The game would have seen um, 
players explore Diablo-like dungeons, according to the reports. Uh, the reports claims uh, that following the release of Game Loss um, Disney's Dreamlight Valley, the project uh, lost direction and was cancelled after four years of work. Uh, the LEGO Guardians of the Galaxy project, codenamed Project uh, Cosmic, that's quite a cool name actually, um, is said to have been a traditional LEGO title in the style of previous LEGO superhero entries. Um, the game was allegedly set to feature Nova and Adam Warlock, both of who are set to appear in the next Guardians of the Galaxy film, Volume 3, uh, suggesting that the game could have uh, served as a tie-in. It was reportedly cancelled after 18 months. Uh, VGC first reported last year that the LEGO group is set to announce partnership with publishers outside of TT for console games uh, for the first time in years, including several LEGO, LEGO sorry, projects from um, Project Sports titles from 2K. Uh, Lego Disney reportedly among uh, cancelled projects at TT Games. TT Games' uh, last Lego project, so what they actually last released, was Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Very good game. Uh, was released April and Smash Records um, for all previous Lego console games, according to publisher Warner Brothers Games. Um, it sold through some 3.2 million units uh, globally in its first two weeks and exceeded sales records across every platform, region, and edition for LEGO console games. VGC's uh, LEGO Star Wars Skywalker Saga uh, review uh, called it yeah, the best LEGO game and frankly one of the best Star Wars games that have ever been made. Um, it was a good refresher. I, I think changing like the perspective and stuff and... Um, just the, the, the new kind of fresh lease of life that that gave the LEGO games. Because I used to enjoy them a lot, and I drifted away from them. And then this, they, they showed off what Skywalker Saga was going to look like. And I thought, oh, this looks di like different and kind of fresh. And it, and it was. Um, and it was really cool to go through the like nine Skywalker films and, uh, and, and sort of play through those. So that was quite cool. Um... Yeah, some disappointing stuff in here. I did see, I didn't write this down here, but I did see one of the reasons this is possible, these games have possibly been cancelled is because uh, TT Games wants to do a Harry Potter style uh, version of what they did with Star Wars. Because obviously you got like the, was it 7 or 7 Part 2 as well, uh, Harry Potter films. And although you can go and get, was it 1 through 4 and 5 through 7 or something of the... Um, Harry Potter Lego games, they want to go and kind of redo those in the style of the Skywalker Saga, which I think would be very, very good. Um, and I remember when they came out with Skywalker Saga and some people kind of thinking, oh, if you can do this and do it in a fresh way, what what else can you give this sort of treatment to? And I think um, uh, Harry Potter makes, makes sense for this. So... Uh, the one that disappoints me the most, and I've said this a number of times, is because I want more Warner Brothers and Disney games um the one that disappoints me here is the 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 disney sort of game where has it gone in my my notes here um yeah project marley that was going to include at least at the moment um frozen the muppets toy story winnie the pooh nightmare before christmas the interesting part there is um so where you've got like disney's dreamlight valley and that's got pixar characters as well because you've got um Oh, it's got you got Toy Story and, and and some other stuff. Uh, so it's not just it's not just core Disney. It's Disney and Pixar as well. Um, although somebody if somebody says to me Disney Animation, I assume they're including Pixar because although they are different studios, 
um and they make think they approach their projects very differently i kind of i do at times sort of lump them together like disney and pixar so it sounds like that wasn't just going to be a disney lego game that was going to be a disney and pixar one because you've got toy story uh, and obviously frozen here as well sometimes i forget that frozen's part of pixar but it, it is isn't it so um that would have been another call because i i've said consistently you know whether it's disney marvel star wars pixar any of those sort of core four franchises um that i would like more games from those ip and that that seems like that would have fit that bill um quite nicely so that's uh a bit disappointing um because it doesn't really say any of these have been shelved it says that they've all been just cancelled it, it is disappointing that um and it, it this is just what it, it feels like these games have all been like shoved out the way so you can do this harry potter game which i you know, understand would be a big undertaking, but if this had been phrased more of sort of, okay, this Harry Potter thing we're doing is going to be really big, I'll assess a lot of, like, films to adapt into the Lego stuff and a lot of things to do, but then you can do some of these, like, not smaller, but, you know, something like the Three Guardians films would probably be simpler to do than the whole Harry Potter saga, um, to, to do some of those other smaller games, um, but... Because the, the future for LEGO games was a bit uncertain for a bit of time. And then Skywalker Saga came out. And it's like, ah, this is the refresher that we that we sort of needed. And that was in the right direction. Um, I know you're not uh, particularly a LEGO game player. But what do you think of uh, this information here? Yeah, I mean, projects getting shelved. That seems to be the norm these days. When you think about Ubisoft and how many things they've actually officially killed off. <laughs> and then you see other studios having issues with that, um, you know, putting it on a back burner because you don't think you can get it out in a good quality. That makes sense. Um, we've seen some really bad uh, launches, not like a ton of games, but enough high profile games um, with terrible launches that obviously nobody wants to repeat that cycle. Um, and again, it's content that takes time. It takes time to make these games, especially these Lego games, as grindy as they are. Um, so yeah, sometimes you got to streamline. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's the way that it is. Um, it also possibly sounds like, and I don't know this, I don't work at the studio that maybe cause they've got like guardians and DC and Harry Potter and they were trying to do Disney as well. Um, and it's good to brainstorm different ideas and have different options. That's always a good thing, but, uh, maybe they did kind of take on a few too many projects possibly. So, um, whether we'll see any of these again. I mean, these are some big IP. You've got like Marvel, you've got uh, Disney, you've got some DC stuff here. Also Guardians as well, uh, which is Marvel. But um, yeah, there's some there's some big stuff there. Um, cause there's been a few occasions where the whole, you know, um, okay, we're going to do a Lego game based on a world with lesser characters. Like the Incredibles one, for example. I don't think I finished that. I really, really love the Incredibles. But I was like, okay, like... What characters are you going to unlock? You look at sort of DC, Harry Potter, Star Wars. There's loads of characters you could you could unlock and go through. Um, and it was like, incredible. I, I think The Incredibles was the last one I played. And I was like, I, I think this is the breaking point for me kind of thing. Um, and the game itself wasn't great. And it was sort of this really empty world where, okay, it was cool to play as some of The Incredibles. But it was like, why did you, why did you choose this IP? Um... And I think, okay, like, you know, if you're going to do, okay, Toy Story, Lego, obviously I would play that anyway. But even that sort of 
okay, you've got, what, 20 characters in the world of Toy Story? And that would be cool, but what the smart thing to do is, okay, put that into a Disney game where, like, goodness me, how many Disney Pixar characters have we got? There's there's tons and tons and tons of them. Um, and do that as sort of something, but... Yeah, um, hopefully what can come out of this is a really good version of the Harry Potter game. Because um, it seems, because I've been hearing some stuff lately as well, um, Warner Brothers definitely wants more Harry Potter content. There, I think they want some more films. Um, the game obviously has, has come out and been very big. I think you'll probably see a Harry Potter TV show at a certain point. Um, doesn't all have to, and, and the be- the good thing about that is it doesn't have to be, okay, we want to make a game, we want to make a show. How do we wedge it into Harry's story? The, the the legacy games already proved like no you can not only can we just completely deviate from Harry's story and go back in time we don't even need to make a main character you c- we can have our um, players make a character them- themselves and weave that character into into the story and stuff so that's been pretty smart um, but we'll see uh, what comes of this but I I imagine some point so I don't know when um we'll probably get an announcement then of a uh, Harry Potter Lego game so we'll see uh moving on to uh other stuff that is still happening but is is delayed not cancelled but delayed Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League we spoke about it was it on the last podcast or the one before I think it was the last podcast wasn't it after the state of play stuff yeah I think uh, it was the last one yeah I remember putting it in the um in the title has been delayed until later this year with no date given the only odd thing about this is Bloomberg is the only one that's reported this. Or this story came from Bloomberg and others obviously, you know, shared it through uh, other sites. We haven't had um, actual word from Rocksteady itself, DC or Warner Brothers, which you don't specifically need that. Um, but that's uh, the only kind of difference here. The The other thing is here, like, Okay, this doesn't sound like somebody made it up and told Jason Schreier and he he just willy-nilly sort of reported it. Um, this is one that you look at and you go, okay, that that makes sense. Um, this game got a lot of backlash. I spoke about it myself um, and my dis- sort of disappointments with it. Um, some of which were similar to what other people are saying, but I had sort of specific problems with the game. Um, did we have a... Uh... Yeah, we did. Uh, Jack wrote in and said, uh, "Interesting to see SS, assuming you mean Suicide Squad, being delayed. Do you think the game? Um, do you think the game takes any kind of pivot or just polish? The game doesn't look interesting to me anyway. So Jack is not a fan either of uh, the, the look of this game. Um, I, the, the word that was going around was it's polish, but given the fact that the let's say gaming community is like oh another live service and you didn't do like a just normal story mode and you're trying to do microtransaction stuff and games as a service and you're going to be updating this game with with new stuff um i think ultimately what you need to do is pivot here um you need to kind of do what what um gotham knights did which was there were traces in that game of like oh it feels like this thing was put in here for live service game purposes but there was no none none of that was in the game you could kind of tell when you're playing gotham knights that okay there was an idea here for a live service game but i think they saw what happened with the avengers and pivoted i think that's what you've got to do because okay yeah the, the game needs to both pivot and be polished i i think it needs both those things but if you go away and okay, you make the gameplay better, for example, but you don't pivot and you just polish the game, I don't think you change the backlash 
because the backlash is pointing at both things, which is this game doesn't look polished. Because um, it was supposed to come out in, what, May or something, I think was the release date, which... I don't remember. Okay, it's like, you know, uh, two months away. You've still got some time to polish the game, but I don't know that it would look that different from what it did. But it's the main thing of, oh, live service stuff, you need to pivot. So we'll see what they decide to do. Um, heck, if you need to push it out of this year to, to do that and to save this game, then I think that you should... Uh, you should do that. I also did just see some comments as well that I agreed with, which was like, "Why didn't you just do like a su- uh, like a um, a Superman game or a Justice League game?" Which I kind of was saying at the time as well. I d- I don't I personally myself don't understand. Like, okay, we've done these Batman games. What do we do next? And the decision, I, I guess there was probably other ideas that were spitballed around. But how did you land on the 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 choice to do Suicide Squad? I mean. You know, you had the 2016 film, which didn't do well. You had the 2021 film, which didn't do well. Peacemaker spin-off did all right, I suppose. It's the, the the brand of the characters of Suicide Squad are not popular, unless you're a comic book reader. Um, so I don't really understand the fundamental decision of like, oh, do you know what's really popular? The Suicide Squad. Let's do a game where you play as them. Um, anyway, Robert, what do you make of this uh, this delay? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm wondering because of the timing of the news article, how much of it is actual backlash from the, the Sony direct and how much of it was, Oh, this is just a good excuse for us to, to delay it for whatever reason. Mm. Um, the thing I never understood is why they needed to involve the justice league, because kind of the whole point of the suicide squad is that they just go on missions and it doesn't involve the justice league. Cause they're off doing their own thing. I would have been much more interested in this game if it was some sort of like, you know, mission hub, go here, do this, go here, do that. Um, with, you know, you get to pick your characters kind of like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but with all the baddies. That I would have had much more interested in um, versus just, oh, we got to kill Superman now. Oh, we got to kill Flash now. Um, I mean, I kind of understand wanting the big spectacle overarching storyline, but doesn't really fit because like i said the whole point of suicide squad is to not interact with the justice league because mm. yeah. it's supposed to be a covert squad yeah yeah it's a it's still a weird choice so um the little thing i noted down here I'm, i've not got any like notes written down for this there was more I've, I've, i'll read what's in my notes here more cod microsoft sony nonsense um there was some report that said like Sony thinks if the deal, if the obviously the deal goes through, that like Microsoft is gonna deliberately uh, sabotage the PlayStation version of COD so that players pivot over to Microsoft over to Xbox. Um, yeah, it's that every single time I see some sort of oh new report on Sony Microsoft Activision um thing, it just get it, this is just getting sillier and sillier. I think, and I get that there's a big legal side to all this, but it's uh, that's why I didn't write it down and kind of recap because we've 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 you know keep going to this. But I, I just thought the interesting tidbit was like, um, well, there's there's two kind of interesting points, which is like, okay, you're somehow gonna try and get this game running on Switch. Good luck, um, because even if you do the um, What's that thing called? There's been a few. There's been a few games that have come out on Switch that have needed like streamed versions of them, of this game because the games are like too big for Switch, 
and there was apparently a thing where like COD's gonna do that. I I just I just don't think the the Switch can because that's what six years old now the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I don't even know what what COD looks like on PS4 because I've I've not seen it running on a PS4. Um, plus like okay, and unless you've got a pro controller or you've got the Bluetooth adapter thing. There's no way you're having a good time playing this game on the Joy-Cons, especially against, like, PC players. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, the amount of, like, turning and stuff you need to do, that, those, those Joy-Con analog sticks are going to get worn out very quickly. They're gonna, there's going to be a lot of repairs, a lot of replacements. Yeah, a lot of stick drift and uh, other things. And those buttons are just so small, and, yeah, I, I don't know how on earth you play COD. With that, and this is just the campaign mode. I mean, but I, I don't think it's going to be because um, I heard some report as well that like they want to um, pivot away from COD Mobile, which I played and was actually kind of decent. I just wasn't interested in it. They're going to pivot away from that and go to this like Switch version. But it's like, how are you going to get that game running on the Switch? Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it just the, the the more information continues. I I just keep sort of laughing whenever I read anything about this um situation. So, um, anything you want to say about this? Yeah, I mean, just the screen size alone, playing it in undocked mode doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But hey, they put Skyrim on that thing, so. Hmm. Yeah, I guess they did. But Skyrim can run on anything. I guess so. Uh, all right, that's it for the uh, Sony Microsoft stuff. I have one more thing to talk about, which I just need to load because it got clicked off. Um, I'm only going to focus on some of this because not all of it is stuff that I care about. What am I talking about here? Uh, COD Modern Warfare 2 Season 2 Reloaded, so the mid season refresh for uh, Modern Warfare 2. Uh, if you're interested in all of this, obviously it's all on the COD website, but I'm going to read out the bits that are. Interesting to me, which is none of the DMZ, none of the raids, none of the Warzone. It's all the multiplayer stuff that I'm I'm here for. Uh, just an information as to when this is going to be available. Incoming Season 2 Reloaded updated. Uh, prepare your loadouts and get ready for re- ready to redeploy. Season 2 Reloaded, this mid-season update for Call of Duty 2, um, Modern Warfare 2, Warzone 2, uh, is arriving 15th of March, 9am Pacific Time, following a patch to both games that will be released prior to the estimated launch. So if you want to know when this is going live, that is when it's going to be. Uh, so there's that. Um, general overview, there's a new raid, Warzone's third anniversary, other things, new raid episode 2, um, which I've not done in the so I'm not going to read that stuff. Uh, okay, brand new core multiplayer map, um, Himmel, Himmelmat Expo. I don't know if that's a real based on a real place. Obviously, there are uh, expo sort of places that you can go to. Uh, there is a small little trailer for this map as well. It's only like 45 seconds, but that's kind of cool. It says, a mixed business with pleasure at uh, Himmelmat Expo. There might be a different way to pronounce that. A new core 6v6 multiplayer map situated, situated sorry, on a European mountainside. Tromp through with snowy streets, past the Swanners, Swanners, sorry, and pull and go for a drink. You can't actually do that in the game, but who knows. Uh, or better yet, a solid vantage point in the restaurant and bar, head into the main event centre to shake off the cold and heat up in battles. Taking place across the lounge and terrace uh, and in the enclosed theatre below. 
Uh, deploy to Himmel Matt Expo in feature playlists for Season 2 Reloaded, as well as within Quick Play Map Rotation Pool for those looking to get a deeper dive into this brand new map. Check out such and such expo here. Um, yeah, I looked at a trailer for this, because obviously the trailer like sort of shows it off from different angles. Uh, it looks quite good. It looks quite good. Somebody said it was like a remixed version of an old map, but it's supposed to be a new, completely new map. But maybe maybe it takes like some ideas from an old map or something, um, of which I cannot remember what the old map is. So it looks cool. There's some uh, water areas that you can go into, and yes, you can swim in the game. Just don't stay underwater for too long, otherwise you'll drown, obviously. Um... Yeah, it's kind of a, it's something a little bit different. It's like this sauna kind of hotel-ish sort of um, type of area. So that's very cool. Uh, and once I get on the map and play it, I can tell you more about it. Um, return of uh, more multiplayer party game modes. Uh, drop zone. Um, drop zone. Capture and hold the drop zone to earn points in this chaotic team-based mode for every 15 seconds that the kill zone, uh, sorry, the drop zone is occupied. A care package containing a kill streak will be dropped. That's kind of cool. In the vicinity, this makes rotating to the next drop zone a high priority, so that you can dig in and start owning those care packages as soon as possible. I think there's a few too many similar sort of wait in this area and hold it off, or wait in this area and do this thing. There's control. There's hard point. There's domination. Now there's drop zone, and I like some of those game modes. They're, they're quite good, but sometimes they're a little bit too similar but we'll see what this one is like because the other ones at least don't drop off care packages um so uh that might make it a little bit different so there you go all or nothing um equipped only with throwing knives and a pistol with no ammo each operator must fight for themselves in a race to earn 20 eliminations I guess that's the the 20th one is the is the win like with free for all if you either have the highest score by the end or you hit 30 kills you you win the game um starting with the scavenger perk to allow for ammo pickups um yeah these like party game modes i think these used to be in in i, I remember doing things like this similar in sort of like muck about with 20 friends or something or whatever um and you, you're sort of doing this so um that's that's quite cool that that's back in the game uh one in the chamber people have been requesting this quite heavily i think it's a good game mode but not one that i've been sort of concerned about let's say uh load into each match with a pistol one bullet and three lives each player fights for themselves and a single bullet shot to any part of the body earns the elimination granting the attacker one more bullet for the next fight so try not to miss um yes yeah, so this is similar to all or nothing where you start with one bullet and you get three lives obviously the last one to Stay alive wins the the game mode. Uh, I've done this as well with a lot of friends. It's it's very very cool. People sort of hiding in different places and trying to throw knives at you from distance and that kind of thing. So that's that's good that that's back in. Uh, Warzone third anniversary celebration. I couldn't care less. Uh, part of the Ronin uh, event cameo challenges. I still don't know what this actually is or where to find it, but there's different new challenges. Uh, there's other operation stuff. Uh, new weapon, the Tempest Torrent. Season 2 Reloaded brings a new maximum rifle uh, to the table. The Tempest Torrent, this weapon offers damage, fast firing, mechanics, etc, etc. So it's a new um, uh, maximum rifle, which is quite good. So we'll see what that one's like. Um, like the KV Broadside released earlier in Season 2, which is a shotgun, which I've unlocked, which is quite good to un un unlock. Um, 
yeah, you can unlock both of those, I think, through the Battle Pass, which is what I did. But you don't have to buy the Battle Pass to get that. You just have to earn a certain amount of tokens and then redeem that through that. Uh, they're adding um, Shredder as an operator to the game, which isn't as ridiculous as the bit where they added Godzilla and King Kong. It's an entirely different thing. Uh, so the that... actual Ninja Turtle Shredder? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he might sort of obviously look a bit different because he's a person in a suit. So, um, yeah, but that that's just like a fun kind of, hey, you can have him as an operator if you want to. I, I, it doesn't make you sort of better or worse at the game or anything like that. So um, I guess that's just a cool thing to do. Um, so, yeah. Um, so not a ton of like stuff for the multiplayer, but you've got to remember this is like the the refresh of season two. So we've already had the season two stuff. Um, they did used to do this before where it was like, hey, we got a season two. And then when you get to the midpoint, you'll get a new update. They didn't used to sort of highlight it like this. So, um, yeah, it's going to be some some new stuff coming. Um, new map, new gun. I'll see what those are like. I wasn't really expecting much from like the, the mid season two update because that's not usually as big. Um and you know, I keep beating drum about the same thing with, with with this, and people don't seem to keep realizing. And I'll only mention it lightly here. I won't go into the whole thing I went into last time. If you look at what's being added to the game, um, you can clearly tell and clearly see as to why multiplayer is not getting as much content as it used to. It's because they have to make new raids, do new stuff with DMZ, add things to Warzone. Obviously, the third anniversary is going to require even more stuff so if you are a player of the game and are wondering why you've not got more multiplayer stuff it is because of the other new game modes that require attention um and a, a very simple way to look at this and you only need to look for two images is if you look for the modern warfare 19 season 2 update which is where either warzone was very very early or wasn't around one of the two uh, and then you look at the modern warfare 2 season 2 update just take a look at those two pictures and you can clearly tell what's happened. So, But I'm sick of talking about that, so I'm not going to do that today at least. So um, that's what I've got for this week. How about yourself, Robert? Uh, well, first up, I talked earlier about games launching badly. Probably the poster child for last year's of game launching badly was the Saints Row reboot that nobody asked for and fewer mm -hmm. people bought, mm -hmm. uh, according to a news report from uh, Yahoo uh, entertainment and uh, finance the game cost over 100 million dollars to make and is currently sitting at a 2.9 on the combined review scale which we've talked about before about how not a, every game is going to be a 10 but clearly you don't want it to be having the number two in it mm -hmm. um the embracer group as a whole operated at a net loss of 48.5 million dollars last year obviously with bad sales in uh, for the, the Saints Row reboot, um, which was buggy as all get out. I mean, I've seen, like, comically bad. Oh, it was insane. It, it, was, it was ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, so that just goes to show you, um, it's just one of those things that, you know, if a thousand people are telling you, we don't want this, maybe you might want to start listening to them. Yeah, um, it's interesting because Saints Row is never one that sort of... I mean, it's a pa basically a parody of GTA, but people have enjoyed mm -hmm. it for what it was in, in the previous games. Um, pretty much from the start to, I say, the end, I 
was just never particularly interested in this game. But then I was never really a Saints Row fan to begin with. So even when they said, oh, we've got a new Saints Row game coming out, I was like, oh, you're going to have to do something different or I'm probably not going to be invested anyway because I'm not a Saints Row player or a fan. Because when it comes to those sorts of types of games, I do just prefer to play GTA. But obviously we don't get those as often as what we used to. So in fact, it has actually been now 10 years since the last GTA game. So there you go. Um, but uh, one thing I'd recommend doing if you look for skill up, um, Saints Row video, he really highlights some truly bizarre uh, glitches and bugs. Um, it's interesting because one one recent example of a bug I've talked about is in the Callisto Protocol where the final boss is broken in terms of if you run out of things to throw or shoot at the enemy, you must restart because you cannot kill the boss. Uh, obviously if you die you restart the thing anyway, but you cannot proceed through the level um, because you cannot attack the boss with anything, therefore the boss cannot die, and you can't proceed forward, so you have to restart. Uh, you have to basically be very, very, very careful with, um, your ammo and use everything in the level. Um, because different games have got different types of glitches, right? Some things have got progression bugs, which is what I would call that, and some have got just sort of, you know, get stuck under a level, or things, uh, similar to that, um, or, you know, go to interact with a character and you, there's no button prompt for things, um, it was kind of a combination of a bunch of things with Saints, or at least the footage I saw. I never, I never played the game myself, but um, sometimes you do only need to see footage of a, of how broken a game is for people to understand. Like, okay, this is just in a a bad state. Um, but it seems from almost every single angle with this game, whether it was dialogue choice, uh, uh not not dialogue choice, dialogues, and like the choice of where they went with this game and what this game was and um from what i understand from kind of saints row fans it wasn't very saints row like and it was just what wasn't really the reboot that people were asking for um and then the game came out and it, it didn't function it didn't work so just in every single sense in every single department um it uh, it didn't work so it, it makes sense that this went very badly so um what are your thoughts on the on the game well, when the first news came out of the reboot and none of the characters from the earlier series were in it, that didn't help people. And then when you added on to that, the fact that the characters were just clearly not written very well, that didn't help it even more. Mm. And the bugginess of the game was basically just the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, also, why did why did they have to actually reboot it? What was wrong they, with what was wrong with what was going on with it before? Um, I, don't, I don't really know. So they they really didn't need to reboot it. They just chose to. Because mm. I, I know Saints Row isn't one for like you know continuity and lore and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's not The Last of Us or Uncharted or something. But um, yeah, they, they 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 made a wrong choice in terms of okay, we're going to reboot, but in terms of direction, and that was what sort of didn't work from what I understand anyway. So. All right, what else you got? Uh, well, speaking of games that underperformed, uh, Luminous Productions, which is the company that only officially launched one game for Spoken, is shutting down and going to be folding into Square Enix. Now, it wasn't the absolute flop that Saints Row Reboot was. It did manage to land seventh at launch in the month of January on the sales charts. So not great, but not terrible. 
Hmm. The biggest problem with that game was the dialogue. Uh, Carrick from HCG described it as, it's a lot less like two mates that have known each other for life, just having a go, but it's all in good fun, and more like you're stuck at a table next to an angry, bitter, married couple <laughs> bickering for a half an hour straight. Mm. Um, and some of the dialogue I've seen, that's a that's a fairly accurate assessment. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they will be f- officially shutting down May 1st. They will fold into Square Enix uh, contractually, and they do have to finish the confirmed DLC in Tanta We Trust, which was a digital deluxe pre-order bonus. Um, so that, at a bare minimum, will come out. Uh, currently, that game is sitting on a 6.5 out of 10 for the rating. So again, better than Saints Row, but nothing to you know make a tentpole about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm someone myself who very much... I, I'm going to go back to the game once i finished Hogwarts, but I knew Hogwarts was going to be huge, so... And I didn't want to jump between Forspoken and Hogwarts because that just wouldn't have worked at all. Um, I'm in kind of the minority why I actually enjoyed the game or enjoyed the, the portion I played. Um, yes, it's rough around the edges in certain things. There's a bizarre choice at the start of the game made by the main character, um, which there might be a reason for it, but I don't know what that reason was. Um, there are some odd quality of life issues with the game, which lessened as I went through the game. Um, but I very much enjoyed the combat once I, once I learned how to actually do it, which again was one of the problems with the demo, which is that it threw you in and didn't explain anything, uh, didn't explain how to use the powers, um, and the good thing about the game itself was, okay, you'll get in there, you'll slowly learn the powers, and you'll actually learn how to use them, and then once you do, you'll get another one, learn how to use that one, and go on and go on and forth. Um... I, I, I'm in the minority as well in terms of the dialogue of, of the game. Okay, it's not the best, you know, written stuff in the world, but um, there are reasons why these two characters talk to the way each other the way that they're Freya and um, Cuff, if you want to call him that. Um, there's reasons as to why they talk to each other the way they do. Um, I think in terms of... I, I think one of the things that might not help is if you if you went onto YouTube and typed in for spoken dialogue and you saw an out-of-context 45-second bit of dialogue you might think why the hell are these characters talking to each other that way but i think one of the missing links almost for this game was okay demo came out no context for for like what's going on or how to play the game or anything like that then the game came out and people got you know obviously their hands on it and people saw out of context dialogue stuff and didn't understand because you wouldn't really understand like cuff as a character or where phrase come from or really anything that's going on in the world um but when you start the game, you get the intro sequence, you see what Frey goes through, and you continue forward, you get a bit more of an understanding as to why what's going on is going on. Um, there, there is that kind of, like, you know, angry married couple sitting at a table thing, and you're sort of the third person sitting there. That That is kind of the case, but I found some of the dialogue to be kind of funny at points. Because um, at certain points, they're kind of poking a bit of fun at each other, or... That kind of stuff. Um, you also get a bit more context as well as to if you come across one of the bits of dialogue where Frey is sort of more angry than what she usually is. Um, again, I just think if you if you don't see the start of the game, you don't quite get the context as to why Frey is necessarily responding so angrily. Not with every single word that she says, but at a particular point she gets like a bit more annoyed with something that Cuff has said. 
and um yeah i i think that was um i think this game was very very unlucky is is how i would how i would put it um i really really did enjoy the the, the combat quite a lot in the in the gameplay once i learned how to play it um so yeah i i very much enjoyed it not not you know the best thing i've ever played rough around the edges and things like that but and i look forward to um because my plan once i finish hogwarts legacy in about a year's time um is yeah to go from hogwarts to forspoken then probably atomic hearts or whatever's gonna gonna come out next that's my that's my plan anyway so um yeah what do you think of the forspoken situation yeah i mean i have watched some of it i guess in context i was watching the streamer play it um so i didn't see like the the full full thing but i did see enough of it i thought it was a little badly written but not like super terrible just you know not great Mm. um but yeah i mean still 6.5 like i said not not terrible but not anything to be like super proud of yeah so yeah it it got a bit shortchanged it seems so um but i wish the team good luck that made the game because i enjoyed something that they did or was enjoying something that they did so uh hopefully whatever happens here with the whole folding into square enix because there's some stuff going on with them as well um yeah hopefully they uh are able to land in good places because i wish them well so um all right what else do you want to talk about this week uh, more drama llama from South Korea. We talked, I think it was on the last podcast we did that, uh, former Nexon employees that fil- that, uh, formed the Iron Mace studios that is coming out with the game dark and darker. They were under a lawsuit for stolen assets. Uh, well now they upped the uh, anti one and the offices with search a complaint over the matter was reportedly filed by Nexon with a, and I know I'm pronouncing this wrong, so I apologize. Gyeonggi Southern Police Agency in August of 2021. Uh, the Yonhap report says that the Southern Police forwarded the matter to the Seongnam branch of the Suwong District Prosecutor's Office in 2022, which requested a supplementary investigation in December. Um, Iron Mace obviously is denying allegations that they're stolen assets. Um, but now this has involved the police searching the offices what they would actually get and find it's hard to say because i don't know that area of the world very well outside of one random person i know that lives in uh, busan and has for a while um but it's not like a best friend or nothing it's just somebody that i happen to know mm-hmm. um but the city but the offices was raided according to the Yonhap news report obviously i'm reading a google translation of the article, so that's why I'm not not 100 percent on the pronunciation of anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah. it's one of those things that there's going to be seven or eight more developing stories on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it weird to say this is more interesting than the Microsoft uh, Activision drama because that's gotten silly? Um, well, the Activision thing has been going on for what two years now. Um, I think gosh, the funniest yeah. thing I saw was: Are you familiar with the Babylon Bee? I don't. I don't think so. It's kind of like the Onion, and they they make intentionally oh, parody right. stories. Yeah. But some of them are like the world has gone so insane they have been mistaken for like real things, and they have to say no, we're doing this as a parody. And then sometimes they're just having a laugh. And they said they had an article that in the latest uh, court filing, Sony says that uh, uh, we're rubber and Microsoft is glue. You know, so just just being silly. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, the Microsoft thing, that's going to go on for at least another year. I was kind of being flippant when I joked saying it would be done in 2025, and that prediction's looking a lot closer now than it was. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now we'll see what happens with this uh, other stuff as well. But it's just with with this with the Activision mumbo jumbo stuff. Some of it's starting to like sound like actually unprofessional as well. Yeah. Um, oh, a lot of it's getting unprofessional. Yeah. And uh, Bobby Kotek is not helping his cause at all. Well, that's because he isn't professional or decent yeah. of any of not not even just not. There's different levels to human beings. Um maturity and professional level he's not only just not professional he's like not lacking good. a lot of maturity yeah yeah, yeah. L- lacking l- lacking just in-, in general yeah so uh was that last thing you had to talk about oh i've still got a ton of stuff to talk about but that was <laughs> the end of that article um did you see season four of stranger things yeah yeah so the actress grace van deal who played the cheerleader chrissy cunningham um I looked her up on IMDb. One part of it lists her as a sibling of Casper Van Dien. The other listing has her as a daughter. Um, given that Casper Van Dien was born in 1968 and she was born in 1996, I'm willing to lean more toward the daughter. Anyway, apparently she has been streaming on Twitch for quite a while under the username Blue Philly, uh, currently sitting at 285,000 followers. Uh, she mostly plays Valorant but also does Fortnite. Uh, During a recent stream, she revealed that she's going to focus on Twitch, overacting in Hollywood, saying that she's a bit burned out uh, for some of the people that she's had to interact with in Hollywood. She didn't give any interesting names, but this is like the fourth or fifth person that I know that's been in the entertainment industry that seems to put more effort into Twitch than their other professions. So I just found that as an interesting thing. Yeah, I saw a clip of her... um... Uh, talking yesterday and <clears throat> she said that she's kind of stepped back from acting because one of the producers tried to get her involved in the, in in a threesome or something mm-hmm. um that those are her words not I'm I'm not like making up what she said or whatever but um or w- one of the producers was like sleeping with somebody and basically said hey do you want to join in essentially and she was not happy and very disappointed about that and obviously it's unprofessional anyway um yeah but uh for the Part she played in Stranger Things. I thought she was she was very very good. It's disappointing that that's happened to her. Hopefully she will be able to uh, pick up a, a good gig from a good person um, uh, in 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 the future. Um, but yeah, I've I've seen a few actors and uh, other people here and there um, who kind of you know their their work quietens down a little bit and and they get into Twitch and stuff. I remember um, Chandler Riggs was doing <clears throat> that for a bit. Um, uh, rapper T Pain does it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it's like so Chandler Riggs who played Carl on Walking Dead. I also, um, I think it was like two months ago or so. I don't think you'll know who this is, but Javier Hernandez, who used to play for Man United, loved him as a player. It's a brilliant, brilliant player. Never, never should have sold him. Um, he was playing COD on uh, on on Twitch. I, he's a Mexican, well, person. I was gonna say Mexican footballer, but he's a Mexican person, and. Uh, Probably one of my—I don't know where he'd fit into this—but one of my favorite Man United players. I really, really liked um, 
him in the team. Probably somebody we could do with now, actually, that that, that same type of striker. And uh, obviously he's, I'm pretty sure, retired from football now. He's pro- I, w- I would guess he's probably in his early 40s or so, um, something like that. Obviously you retire when you get to sort of between, between 35 and 40, unless you're a goalkeeper, or unless you're called Buffon. And he played to you like 45, but he's a goalkeeper. Um, saw him popping up on Twitch, so that was interesting. But um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate what's what's happened there. Um, it doesn't sound like anything specifically bad happened. It just sounds that sort of, okay, the offer that she was offered wasn't sort of professional or, or very nice. So she decided to focus on, on Twitch for a bit. But I, I saw lots of support <clears throat> for her saying like, hey, if you're going to get another acting role, we'll be, we'll be you know behind you and we'll, we'll support you in your work which i yeah I, i'm i'm there as well if if i see a trailer for something that, that she's in uh or, or something like that um then yeah i'll uh, i'll take interest because she was um good on stranger things so mm-hmm. yeah what do you think of it, this this anyway yeah i mean it, it's kind of weird and kind of bad that stranger things kind of went the way of uh, a game of thrones they introduce characters they get really interesting and then they kill them off um, but yeah, I can understand not wanting to do the, the hustle bustle drain of, you know, professional acting. I've worked as a PA on a few movies and that drained me out. I can't imagine, you know, having to go through hair and makeup for four hours mm. to film for 20 minutes to sit and do nothing for setting back up to, you know, doing that again and having like 15 hour days for three straight months. Um, yeah. but yeah, like I said, Twitch has become fairly ubiquitous now i see so many recommends and it's like people that are professionals another thing like right now i got twitch up and herman lee who is the lead guitar player for dragon force is streaming on twitch right now um yes i would uh speaking of recommendations i mean i'm not on twitch that much but if twitch could stop recommending me the and i love asmr stuff but i watch the good good stuff over on youtube to stop recommending me um, the shitty ASMR channels that are out there. I've spoken about them before. I'm not going to speak about it again, but uh, I suppose because I've watched other ASMR artists that are actually good and know what ASMR is, um, Twitch thinks it's smart to recommend me people that don't know what ASMR is um, and that, that that try it. So that would be good if that stopped happening. So anyway, um, all right, what else do you want to talk about this week? Uh, well, the last thing we have to talk about is, of course, Starfield because mm. we got... The teeniest, tiniest update with the biggest tease ever. Uh, Bethesda put out a quick three-minute video. Uh, First minute and a half was another teaser trailer for Starfield, but we did get the official launch date for the game, September 6th, which is a Wednesday. Kind of an odd choice, but I'm cool with it. Mm. And then Todd Howard came out and uh, gave a Speechify thing. While you can see video of people playing and coding in the background, I will have to say that the animation looks way better in this than it did in the 15-minute thing we got earlier in the year. Um, was that this year or was that? I'm pretty sure that was last year. Yeah, so last year, whenever that was, and they did that 15-minute direct. Um, speaking of directs, we did get an official date on the Starfield direct, which is June 11th which is a Sunday, which is super weird in terms of it being on what day it was, not the calendar date, because the calendar date actually makes sense when you really think about it, because we have a date of May 2nd 
for Redfall, and Bethesda doesn't want to cannibalize even the possibility of cannibalizing that off um, that audience for a game that's not coming out till September. Mm. So, and this is just me speculating based off of just life experience. I see a big push media and marketing wise for Redfall in April. Then we get it in May and then we get June 11th. We get the Starfield and then we'll start seeing a, a crescendo of marketing for Starfield leading up to September the 6th. Again, no, I don't talk to anybody in the industry. I have no contacts in the industry. This is me speculating purely based off of life experience. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see uh, just this more Starfield. I'm, I'm curious to see more of it. Hope it's good, at least. I think it at least needs to be good, because, my God, Bethesda needs a, a, a win, because... Uh, they they've been struggling. Um, you got to remember, by the time this uh, um, comes out, we're going to be a month into Redfield, so we're going to see if that's a win or a fail. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Redfall hasn't really been on my mind very much, which I hey. haven't done any marketing for it. Yeah. So if you want to do more of that and show me show show it to me, then I'm here. So uh, I'm. I, and this is like slightly off topic, but on the topic of Xbox, I I really just want to see Hellblade again. Hellblade um, 2 and State of Decay 3, if that game is ever going to show up anywhere ever again. Um, but uh, I, I'm see, it's a point where, okay, I'm excited and interesting, interested in Hellblade 2, curious to see what the hell's going on with State of Decay 3, and just more more just curiosity towards Redfield, oh, Redfall, and... Um, did I say Redfield? Like I tried to combine Starfield and yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, Redfall and, uh, and and Starfield. I didn't do that on purpose, by the way. But um, yeah, just more 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 of the human curiosity. I think both those games could be good. Um, but uh, we'll just we'll, we'll have to see. Um, but at least this is an update about something rather than just hey, we wait like four more months or something, and then it's like hey, by the way, Starfield's out next year. Um, you'd rather have this than that, so. That's good, um, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what Bethesda's got up their sleeve with with this one. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've been talking about this game for a while. Super bummed that it didn't come out uh, last year when it's supposed to. But after, like I said, God, I don't know how many times after the Fallout seventy six debacle, they can't have a bad launch again. No, Redfield. Red, I did the exact same thing. Uh, <laughs> Starfield and Redfall. They don't have to be perfect launches, but they got to be really darn good. I I think what will happen is the people that will play Redfall will enjoy it somewhat, and it will kind of. Um, I don't think it'll be bad. I don't think it'll have that much attention on mm-hmm. it. Whereas um, Starfield will, and it will have the, the more scrutiny. I don't think I don't think there will be as much scrutiny for Redfall as a will for Starfield. Um, I know they're both kind of because one's arguably a lot more of a bigger, much more anticipated game. But uh, if I think if if Red falls sort of let's say not great, it will be able to get away with it a bit more. Whereas if Starfield isn't, it will uh, there'll be a lot. You'll see a lot of articles and and whatever about that. So mm-hmm. and they see. did have Bethesda did have a great launch already this year with Hi-Fi Rush. Mm. Yeah, again another game that. Some people seem to have enjoyed, but it hasn't had that much attention 
on it. That's because it had literally zero marketing. Right. Nobody yeah, knew they, a single thing about yeah, it. It just got announced and came out. So you got kicked out the door, and it's been getting decent reviews. Um, mm. Actually, there was a side article that I had, but I didn't say anything about um, PC sales of Hi-Fi Rush sold more in terms of dollar amount than for for uh, Forspoken mm. on the PC. Cool. cool. And it was half the price. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So that was the last thing you've got. Yep, that's all I got. Cool. We do have one more email to get to because we already read out Jack's email. <clears throat> By the way, if you'd like to write into the show, uh, let us know what you're playing, what you think of recent news, anything that we've said, anything like that. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK has a contact page information in your show notes, email box on the website version of the episode, and a clickable email name in your show notes, show notes as well. Beth has written in and said, "Been a while, but hi." Hello. Uh, what game are you interested in playing but don't think will be great? Um, uh, I'll leave Suicide Squad off of this conversation because we've already talked about it. Because that's the game that I'm, I'm going to play Suicide Squad uh, when it comes out. But I don't think it'll be great. But then again, I didn't necessarily think Gotham Knights was going to be great. And while it wasn't excellent, it was better than I thought it was going to be. So um, it may, maybe it'll surprise me. Uh, other um, other games. So I'm really looking forward to like Atomic Hearts. Um, that looks just sort of like I I like the um the animations of that game look look quite good and it looks very um what's the word I'm looking for? It looks a little bit more innovative innovative sorry than your normal first person shooter. It looks like there's a bit more going on and a bit more variety and a few more different things you can do. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Um, so we got that. Uh, trying to think for the life of me, what else is what else is coming out? Um, I think I'll probably enjoy the new Zelda game, which is coming out soon as well. Uh, what else have we got? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what uh, what game to choose for that, other than Suicide Squad. And I don't know if I'm. I, I'm kind of curious about Redfall. I don't know if I'll actually definitely play it though, so that could fall under that category. But that that could be one that sort of it comes out and I forget or something, and then two months later I'm reminded that it's come out, but I'm sort of like, eh, the time has passed, sort of thing. Um, but then the problem then is I might have then purposely missed out on a game that I might have enjoyed more than I thought I was going to. So that's possibly one. So instead, in, rather than including Suicide Squad here again, I'll I'll. Uh, include that um because i 50 50 plan on playing it so it still fits in here but um i think it will be all right so we'll see um what game for you sort of fits into this into this category i think redfall does but just because i don't think it's not so much that i don't think it'll be a great game i think it's not going to be a game that i would think is great so like this might fall Mm -hmm. into the the shooter category or the uh the battle royale category or the souls category, unless it's like mechanically functionally broken. I always try to give credit when they're a good game in terms of functionality and mechanics. It's just games that don't resonate with me. Mm. Um, same with all along. I mean, I might pick it up and try the boss every now and then get super frustrated and wondering why I haven't uninstalled it yet. But outside (laughs) of that, you know, I'm not going to knock it for me not wanting to play it. That's that's more a me thing than a them thing. Um, outside of that, 
Um, I can't think of anything that I know of that's on the horizon that might fall into that category. Hmm. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't, I don't really know what to think quite yet of. I don't know if Starfield fits into that category for me. I think Starfield might be good. That, that, that's my sort of range for that. Um, but I will. Starfield's going to be one of them ones where I'm not even completely sold on wanting to play it, but they'll be, they'll be the curious part of me. Also, you know, it'll be a massive game, and I make podcasts about games, so um, I mean, nobody's telling me what to play or anything. That's that's totally up to me. But it'll be such a massive talking point that I will I'll, I'll probably play it anyway because it'll be Starfield. So. Um, plus, I really want something else to play on my Series X, and that will that will fit that nicely at least. So, yeah, um, but yeah, those are the games that sort of fit those uh, those categories. Uh, that's what we got for you for this week's gaming talk. It was good to be back. Um, I'm I'm kind of sitting here now, and now that we've gone through like a good like this was a good portion of stuff to talk about. Um, if we had have done an episode last week, I still don't. I still don't know even now, even a week later, what we would have talked about. Cause I had even, like a couple of things. In the pipe, it was but nothing I always big have. though. That sort of there, there wasn't sort of oh, I need to take a screenshot of this. We'll definitely talk about this on this episode. There was sort of yeah, ah, we could because there, there's there's stuff that I scroll past and think oh, we could talk about that, and then two other bigger things come out, and I forget about what the other thing even was. Because um, I know that there's gaming podcasts where they literally talk about every single thing, like like what Sacred Symbols do, but then you end up with four and a half hour episodes. And I both don't want to do that and don't have the time. <laughs> so Yeah, I try to grab like five or six articles and whittle it down to three or four unless it's things that I absolutely want to talk about. Because mm. <clears throat> right now we're sitting at about an hour and a half and I feel like we've been long-winded. Slightly, but we're wrapping up now. So uh, speaking of wrapping up, uh, thank you all very much for listening. Um, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. TV, games, films, main night podcast. Take a look out for what you want to over on there. Uh, we've got Ted Lasso coming up. We've got the end of The Last of Us. Well, the end of season one of The Last of Us. Uh, we've got my servant review next week, which I'm very much looking forward to doing. Scream 6 is out. I will see that at some point. So those are a few things that you can look forward to. And, of course, more Maynighted games. Hopefully wins. Um, so check all that out. EntertainmentTalk.org. Podcast platforms, entertainment talk for TV, games, films, and Mary Night podcasts. Uh, check out what you want to from that. You can also tell other people about what we're doing and where they can find it, either by just simply telling them or using social media. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers, add free podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news over on Geek Town Radio, geektown.co.uk. Uh, you can check out Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays. I was on this week's episode, so check that out if you want to do that uh, but uh, renewals, cancellations, pickups air dates and film news over on there Bex is still streaming regularly over on Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S for retro chat game and other streams me over on Twitch occasionally at eTalk UK, I made a recent return with a, I think it was about an hour and a half showing off some Hogwarts Legacy there was no story spoilers or anything like that so check that out if you want to if you did miss that stream that stream is available archived on youtube which is also where our game clips and other things are which is called entertainment talk plays thanks for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye goodbye